3: Homes.com. We've done your homework.
4: Fuck boys. How many hearts have they broken? How much drama have they caused? Once someone actually becomes a fuckboy, boy, there's really nothing to be done about it, right? But what if we could intervene and rescue a man just before he actually becomes a full-blown fuckboy? boy? It's worth a try, don't you think? This is Exit Interview. <laughs> UHU. And I'm Julie Krafchick. We are active daters turned dating sociologists. And at this point, let's just say we've seen it all.
5: Literally, we've seen it all through our podcast Dateable, and now with Exit Interview.
4: And what is the exit interview? We take someone who is seeking help on their love life and we interview their old flames, their previous dates, exes, their friends, maybe that barista they had a crush on. And we get to the bottom of why things didn't work out. And then we share these findings with them in a very honest, but sometimes brutal way. And today we're going to be talking to a guest
5: who might not be quite as angelic as his name suggests. boy. Boys fuck, boys, fuck boys. You know what's the most baffling, though? We all know people are fuck boys, but for whatever reason, women, hetero women, gay men, whoever,
4: seem to be drawn to them. It's like this feeling of they're so good at this push and pull. They give mm-hmm. you a little bit and then they take it away. They give you a little bit and they take it away. Yeah, and I think
5: you like the smooth
4: talking.
5: You feel special. Mm. But then as you get real... Is that the person you want to spend time with? The person that's hot and cold saying the lines, but not really following through. You know, fuckboy energy is definitely not relationship energy.
4: (laughs) No, (laughs) you don't think that's grade A material? (laughs) The problem with fuckboys is for them, it's really exhausting. They have to keep playing this character. It is not a natural state of being to be a fuckboy. So I kind of have to say, aren't you all exhausted from playing this yeah. character that's not who you are? But that's why we're having this conversation. It's like getting to know the Joker, getting to know yeah. Wolverine. How did you come to be
5: I think on the surface, these people sound like terrible human beings, yeah. but a lot of it is your own pain. Mm. I remember when we first started datable, we had a male host that used to do it with us. And we had this uh, guest that was talking about situation with a fuck boy. And I remember him saying something like, this guy, it seems like he has a lot of pain. Mm. And the two of us just being like, no, he's just a fuck boy. Yeah. What are you talking <laughs> about? And he's like, no, like there was something deep down this hole that cannot be filled and he thinks the only way is to rack up how many women he's with or get attention a certain way and not really address these emotions
4: glad you brought that up because it brings us to our guest today angel wants love he really does from talking with some of his old flames we get the sense that he may have some real strong fuckboy tendencies But if we can conduct the exit interview effectively, we may be able to save him from fuckboy purgatory before it's too late. So please welcome Angel. Angel, how are you?
6: I'm great. I was uh, working, you know, had a little bit of a busy day, but I couldn't miss this. So here we are.
4: (laughs) This is very important. (laughs) We've been very much looking forward to meeting you because we've been speaking to several women who've dated you and we need to get to the bottom of some things. (laughs) So here's what we know about you. We know that you are a photographer, musician, and entrepreneur based in Orlando, Florida, where you work as a recruiter, but also are pursuing acting and music. So basically you're doing everything. (laughs) We know that you are a hard worker and are going after what you want with a lot of drive and passion. In terms of dating, though, we know that you're really interested in finding a serious partner, one that matches your work ethic and could really grow into life with you. We know that your most recent relationship ended because your ex cheated on you. And after that very challenging experience, you've had trouble finding someone you really connect with. But after talking to all of your old flames, Angel, there is one thing that we don't know and we are determined to figure out today. Here it is. (laughs) Are you actually a fuck boy or not? Oh, man. <laughs> and if you are, can you be reformed or is it too late? Um, definitely not. Definitely not. <laughs> we want to start with where are you in your dating life? Um, in my dating life right
6: now, uh, <laughs> I, I don't really have a dating life at the moment, to be honest. I just spend my time, you know, trying to be as productive as possible. And um, so at the moment, you know,
4: dating hasn't really been on my priorities list. And if that's the case, why did you want to partake in this experiment? Because I'm someone that I try to improve myself
6: as much as possible. Like I'm someone that Mm -hmm. if I make a mistake, I want to learn what it is. So I was thinking to myself, wouldn't it be pretty cool if I could ask, you know, my exes Mm -hmm. what I could improve on, you know, to see if like they all had the same answer. So that's why I'm interested in it, actually. When I feel like I have myself together enough Mm. where I can get um, someone that, you know, on the level that I would like to have them, you know, I want to make sure I can match that level.
5: Let's talk about that—the level that you want to get someone at. Tell us a little more what that means.
6: <laughs> um, Well, I have big plans for myself, and when I get there, though, of course, I feel like I should have someone—you know—that is maybe celebrity status because that's that's where I'm actually aiming to be. So, you know, just that kind of thing. It doesn't have to necessarily. It's not always about that though, either, you know, but. I guess just a woman that, you know, is is a lot more put together than the ones I have dated in the past. Mm -hmm. For me to be in a relationship with somebody, she's going to have to check a lot of boxes, you know, before my next one, because I'm not making any more mistakes.
4: Okay, so I want to dig into that. Let's talk about making the same mistakes in people. We do know that you recently had a really difficult experience with cheating. Would you mind telling us a little bit about what happened?
6: It was a Saturday. I was going to have my whole day busy when she knew that. I always had a security camera. I've, I never had it on in that apartment, but I did connect it that day because I was just kind of like, I just had a feeling to do it. I swear, you know, like I know people. I know it sounds crazy, right? Six cents. Yeah, I, literally. <laughs> like, so I checked it, and I was like, Oh my god, I'm being, I'm being so crazy right now. Like, I'm literally watching all this footage. I was like, I just need to go to sleep, and I heard a guy's voice and I was like "Hmm, how is there a guy's voice you know in in our apartment Uh, she was on FaceTime with this guy he actually lived in the same complex as uh, us uh, so yeah she went to his apartment while she said she was at the pool with her sister uh, so the next morning I just you know straight up to her I was like hey uh, what did you do yesterday and then she you know she lied at first and then I told her okay well I know that you're with the guy and I found out his name and everything and I was like "All right, well just get your stuff. Uh, and I was like, you know, just by Monday, I just want all your stuff out of the apartment. And she actually came that same day.
5: You broke up that day? Oh, yeah. I
6: broke up with her right there.
5: Wow.
6: Even if there was a small possibility that I would say was wrapped right or something like that. The fact that he lives, you know, here, that's just not happening. Like, there's no way. I'm not stupid.
5: That's really intense. Caught cheating on security camera. We will definitely circle back to that. But for now... Tell us about your ideal partnership.
6: What I really am looking for actually is more like a teammate, you know, so someone like we're on a team. I just want someone that you can actually lean on, you know, in a way. And we're there for each other. I think what I'm hearing is you want your equal.
5: You want someone that has their shit together like you do. And that's really what's important to you is to have someone that, you know, can meet you where you're at.
6: Right. Yeah. I'm not trying to like measure that, but... But at least if I can see her meeting up to her potential and she has that want, too.
4: okay, it's a difference of looking at someone for their potential versus someone for who they are already. Right. So we talked to three women. They all had Mm -hmm. really fascinating feedback about you.
5: So let's talk about our first one that we had. We talked to Yara, who you had met at the gym and went on one date, but you both had worked together. Can you kind of tell us, like, why did Yara make it on your list? Why were you interested in her feedback?
6: Oh, just because um, she was someone that would be like a genuinely good partner, you know, kind of like how I was saying. Okay. So I was just wondering, and, and she was someone who also I felt like was very attracted to me, like, really liked me, actually, is what I'm trying to say. So yeah, I was
4: wondering what her feedback
6: would be or what it is that she likes so much about me.
4: But you only went on one date together.
6: Why is that? So I just didn't really make that time to date her. I was kind of getting over my ex, to be honest, at that time. Mm -hmm. So I didn't want to lead her on, basically. Mm. So like, I did try, but I felt like it wouldn't be fair to her. And I wasn't trying to hurt her feelings or anything like that. So I just kind of left it where it was
4: did you tell her any of this
6: um she probably knows that
4: okay (laughs) you ready to hear what she had to say sure what were your first impressions of angel
3: to me he seemed very like responsible and that's also really good for a guy you know he's always known like what he wants and what like he's always like doing things so that's also good in a person i mean i was attracted to him he's a very charming person like his personality the way he is we would see each other at work and like he just asked me like we should go on like on a date together or whatever but I was like okay so how did that go that was actually our only date um like the way it ended I guess just it changed like everything though he was very nice throughout the whole time he's very talkative too so like I'm usually the quiet one I would say but he was always very like keeping me there just talking so I felt very comfortable with him
4: this all seems like it was going great. Did anything happen that took away the possibility of a second date?
3: I don't know. It seemed like everything was going well. Like, I think it did. It's like, because he's a very touchy person. Um, so it does make you feel really good. <laughs> you know, you get really close to the person where you get to kiss the person. You decide whether or not it's a good decision at that moment. And I don't know, I, I was I was feeling it, but I wasn't sure if I wanted to at that moment. And it's only because, like, if a guy knows how to control his emotions, whether it's a kiss or something like that small, it says a lot about the person, you know? So how do you respond then? He's very hard to read sometimes. He's very mysterious sometimes. I don't know. I guess he took it like, okay, is that the moment? To me, it felt like maybe he didn't like that. And maybe, I'm not sure why, but maybe he just thought, like, we were, like, I guess had, like, a good connection with each other. Just, like, his whole his whole body just like shifted kind of like he was facing towards me and then it just like, and then we just drove off kind of thing. And we were very quiet during that car ride. We didn't really talk anymore. And and in my mind, I was thinking, maybe I should have kissed him. Maybe I shouldn't have kissed him. Like why didn't I kiss him? Why should I have kissed him? So I just kept questioning myself all these things. And it was like, when he stopped, I was just like, Oh, like, okay, this is it. You know? But that's pretty much how that ended.
5: So taking account everything that happened, given the chance, would you ever want to go out
3: with him again? I mean, I would go on, like, on with him on another date, for sure. We still get along pretty well.
5: <laughs> so now that you heard that clip, what
4: were your reactions?
6: She was saying such nice things, you know, so really, really... uh she had a lot of I guess compliments which I appreciate.
4: I'm going to challenge you a little bit because I think the compliments that she gave you, that's not a surprise to you. You said this in the beginning that you knew she liked you a lot and you knew this was someone you wanted to spend more time with. Now the lingering thought after hearing what she has to say is was it her not reciprocating or allowing that kiss that changed the dynamic of the date?
0: Hold tight. This exit interview will continue in just a moment any disease
2: if you use paper you're a human but if you choose paper you're a paper someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet and also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day seriously it's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water it's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging it's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice too, because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource, and paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? I'll wait.
1: more info now.
4: Was it her not reciprocating or allowing that kiss that changed the dynamic of the date?
6: Well, you know, she didn't want to kiss me. That's okay. I'm not going to like make it a big deal. You know, I'm not going to like ruin our night or ruin our date about that. Like, I think one detail that she maybe didn't remember is that she asked. What am I looking for or something like that? Uh. Once she said that, I know that she liked me. And that's when I decided that I shouldn't. And that, in like that moment, you know, I think she, she wanted to know like if I was wanting to basically date her, you you know? So maybe she feels like it was about the kiss or whatever, but that didn't matter that much to me. It was actually what she said.
4: So what was your answer when she asked, what are you looking for? I don't
6: think I answered her question
4: actually. (laughs) no just
6: left her hanging I didn't know what to say that's when I that's when they left that's when I turned the car on and we I drove her home
5: interesting so what I'm gathering from you it was less it wasn't the kiss it was more just the whole situation was a little awkward because you didn't know how to answer this relationship question and it was more inferred that it was the kiss was the cause of this
4: She's not here to ask you more questions, but if I were to ask some questions for her, I would ask, then why ask me out in the first place if yeah. there really was no <laughs> potential for anything else? Because, you know, actually, I thought about it. Like, I was like, well, maybe I do want to date her.
7: Oh. But
6: since I didn't know what I wanted to, I was like, I didn't know because I didn't want to go back on my word too. you know, right. That's why I just didn't say anything. Actually, because I didn't want to say yes or no, or I didn't. Then it sounds like I'm lying, or you know, it sounds. It might sound like I'm changing my mind based off of her answer.
4: That's fair. You're trying to explore what was there, and on the date, you realized there wasn't much more. Okay,
6: yeah, because I was just dating. You know, there was other girls I was dating too at that time. Mm-hmm. To be honest, it wasn't just her. So I wasn't trying to mm-hmm. get in a relationship with her.
4: This is very helpful, and you know, that kind of like what what we learn in modern dating is people just don't close the loop. And when you don't close the loop, people start having different stories. And that's why you two have a different memory of what happened when the Mm -hmm. mood changed. So maybe just a little closing of the loop would have been helpful.
6: Yeah. And and typically I do. That was like a one, that was kind of like a one-off thing.
4: Well,
5: I think the next one we can get into is date number two. (laughs) We also talked to Ashley, who you met at a bar And maybe we'll start with why are you interested in her feedback?
6: It's just the same kind of thing. I was just wondering maybe what it was that she did or didn't like about me. Mm. Because she was someone actually, even though we didn't date like that, we kind of were a little more serious, I guess you could say, than just a girl I only went on a date with would come over or stay over the weekend or whatever. Or, you know, we we were kind of almost going to date. But it just maybe wasn't the right time. But looking back at it now, I'm kind of glad that we didn't date, to be honest. Yeah, why is that? Why didn't we date? So actually, that one was one of the only times that the girl ended things with me. All because I was out with some friends. And then all of a sudden, she starts calling me and texting me asking where I'm at and stuff. Which I wasn't even doing anything wrong. But she was kind of insecure. I feel like. So she basically broke up with me over that or whatever, you know.
4: And why is it when you look back on it, it's a good thing that you didn't end up dating?
6: I think that if I'm going to date someone, she's not like girlfriend material. You know, sometimes you just meet someone, you're like, I think maybe I could do better than that.
4: I feel like we should hear it from Ashley then. (laughs) So let's let's see what she had to say. He's very genuine. Like he has this... He's
8: like me, like he has a hustler mindset and I hardly find guys like that. It was good that I did meet someone like me, someone that's to focus on our goals, you know, so he's different in that way. And he was very romantic. He was always wanting to hold my hand, put me on the side of the sidewalk like he's that type of guy, you know,
4: what's something else romantic that you loved? So what got me like, oh, snap, like this
8: dude is pretty cool. He like randomly sending it to me like, hey, like just thinking about you. Here you go. And like, it'll be like a dope song, you know? And I was just like, all right, you're, you're going to look too cute over here, but whatever. So tell us about your first date. We started hanging out and then it was dinner at Maggiano's. It's my favorite restaurant. So he took me there. I feel like it was probably like about four to five months I just remember we did say I love you. Wow. I met his mom, his sister, his dad. Okay. You know, he really wanted me to spend time with them and get to know them. So I did.
4: Okay. Obviously, this didn't last. When did things start to go wrong? Well, he still had his girlfriend's,
8: ex-girlfriend's clothes in the apartment. Really? Because I was like, bro, what the fuck? You said you guys were done, but you have most of her clothes here and her necklace here. His response was like, oh, no, like, it's not like that, you know? I kind of let it, you know, slide and whatever, only because it was like literally the beginning. You don't want to scare them off like you're crazy. But in my head, I'm just like, what the fuck? This is crazy.
4: Wow. Okay, that's weird. What else happened? He has like a lot of control issues.
8: (laughs) So like if I'll put like something away or if I put something a certain way, He'll be like, no, that's not how it goes. I'm like, what do you mean? It's just a towel. No, no, it's because I said it's this way. It has to be this way. It's the correct way. Yeah, And I'm like so big on like, I hate being told what to
5: do. I really hate it. Right. So what finally ended everything?
8: I was going through a situation where it was hard to maintain a relationship, I guess. So it was just like, it was becoming too much and I didn't want him I didn't want to bring him down
4: with me okay so the relationship is over did you ever interact with him after that I did try to reach out again when I was ready it was just too late he
8: literally told me like I want you to know I'm talking to someone else okay so what then this is where it gets twisted Literally, like, I don't know how many months after, my um, my friend, she's like, uh, not to, like, burst your bubble, but Angel hit me up. I'm like, what? There's no fucking way he won't do that. She's like, yeah, he did. That was the only thing that kind of turned me off. I was like, fuck. I
4: didn't think he was like that.
8: Hmm.
4: Okay. <laughs> A lot to unpack there. A lot to unpack.
6: Yeah, she had a lot more information to
4: share. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just go first impressions. What are your thoughts right now?
6: I feel like it's pretty much accurate. Maybe some of the verbiage I wouldn't agree with certain things like saying I'm controlling about because I want my towel hung up a certain way in my bathroom or my apartment is because she, would ha- she wouldn't she would really hang it up. So wouldn't, you know, try the right way. Overall, I mean, I think that um, what she said was pretty accurate.
5: Okay. So from what we heard, the L word was exchanged. She met your family. Mm. Why do all this if you don't see girlfriend potential?
6: Oh, because at the time I did. At the time, I okay. was actually, actually liked her. And at the time, you know, I was very upset about that, actually. Mm. But now that I'm looking back, I'm like, actually, that's good that that didn't work out.
5: What about the part around hitting up her friend after?
6: Yeah. Oh, that? Oh. (laughs) Oh, that. (laughs) Um, it wasn't really like, it wasn't really like that, to be honest. We only exchanged a few messages. But I guess, you know how girls are, they just have to make it seem like if just because I talked to her that I'm hitting her up. But I don't think I, I don't think I initiated like, here's my phone number or, Do you want to go on a date or something like that? You know, I didn't, I didn't say anything like that to her. And did you ever explain this to Ashley? (laughs) Well, Ashley never told me that.
4: And again, she's not here to ask follow-up questions, but I would like to ask on her behalf because I think I would ask this, is what was the turning point? So if I'm speaking as her, I would say, you introduced me to your friends and family. You use the L word. It seems like then you weren't interested in pursuing anything farther with me. So what was the turning point for you? It wasn't me. It was actually
6: her, you know? So she did kind of say that, in her perspective, it was because she didn't feel like she was ready for a relationship or however, whatever way she wanted to say it. In my perspective, what happened was she used that excuse of me being out to stop talking to me because she never, she at the time, she didn't tell me those things really that she was telling you guys. She just actually, after that happened, she was like, oh, I'm going to come get all my stuff from your apartment. So mm. that's actually what happened to me.
5: There's definitely a theme of misinterpretations that we're starting to get from all of these. But I think we can go into the third person we spoke to, Michaela. And you two met at a bar, but had mutual friends. And it sounded like you dated for a bit, but it was never defined more of a situationship. Why did you pick Michaela to be on your list?
6: So Michaela is someone that, that actually, I like her like she was intelligent she was pretty hardworking herself mm-hmm. and we just you know we always had a good time when we were together so we would, we were always laughing I feel like we complimented each other pretty well too so because of all those things that kind of saw myself with her a lot more than the other girls and um, I still think that I missed that up
5: we'll be right back after this short break
1: more info now
4: how did you mess that one up
6: like her friend kind of likes me um, mm. so okay you know we i was hanging out with her friend but actually we never did anything i would like to know still what it was that she liked about me mm. or what she disliked about me
7: we'll have to hear from her yeah one of my friends at the time did tell me that he's a big flirt, which I can totally see. Girls will probably buy him a few drinks at the bar too, just the way he just the way he talks. He's a little bit he's definitely a he's definitely a flirt.
5: So you already heard of him, maybe he had a bit of a reputation. When you actually started dating, what did you think of him?
7: I think the best qualities for him, his initial kindness, you know, he does look out for people. He is very sweet and very kind to everybody. That was like the main thing. Super respectful to others that he didn't even know. And you know, he was he he has it together. He's organized. You know, he has drive and motivation. I love that a guy. How would you describe your relationship with Angel? It was mainly kind of like a situationship, I would say rather rather than an actual boyfriend girlfriend relationship lasted like a few months. We actually never went on like a formal date, like a dinner date or like a movie date.
5: So was there anything going on that sort of prevented you guys from becoming serious?
7: He had another ex and their baggage was a lot worse. And she was very, very connected to him. She ended up uh, seeing us out one day at a bar and just got very aggressive very quickly. She's like grabbing me, she's grabbing him, she's throwing limes from behind the bar at me, freaking out. And I'm like, is this girl okay? And I did, I, I did reach out to him to see if she was feeling a certain type of way, because maybe he was giving her a different story. Who knows? I still don't know. But at this point, it was like I have So many things going on. And on top of it all, he has an ex who just doesn't want to let go of him. And I don't want to be involved in that. And what happened next? I had to go back to Pittsburgh. That's where I'm from. My dad had gotten really sick. Angel knew about my whole situation. I think that at the time, maybe he was just a little bit insecure and maybe wanted some more validation. And that's when things started kind of going south. And then we stopped talking after that.
4: So was that the end of it?
7: I ended up finding out when I came back to Orlando that he had been hanging out with one of my good friends. They ended up hooking up and she actually told me. And then after that, I confronted the both of them. He didn't really tell me it was true for a little bit. He kept kind of denying it, trying to go around the subject. And then after a little bit, then he admitted that, yeah, that. You know, they got together and everything. So, I think that the the disconnect was that we weren't formally boyfriend and girlfriend, and so it wasn't like we were exclusive or anything. But after a certain amount of time hanging out, you know, kind of start to assume that it would just be just you guys, or at least not hooking up with the friend. That that's just at least what I asked. Like, if it was somebody else, I could get over it. So that just really turned me off so much to the point where it's like, no, I. I wouldn't see myself with him again. And definitely he can have a little bit more compassion for people. Maybe it was a maturity thing. Maybe he needed to grow up a little bit. Hopefully he's worked on that now. Hopefully he hasn't done that to anybody else.
5: In the interest of making sure this doesn't happen again, do you have any parting advice for Angel?
7: I think, or I know actually, to make sure that you are ready for a relationship. Okay. Mm Hmm.
6: All right. What are your reactions from hearing that um, one? I, I pretty much agree again. I do want to say what happened that time with my ex because it was like a movie, to be honest.
5: It sure sounded like one. <laughs> <laughs>
6: <'cause laughs> we went to the club that my ex worked at and she knew that and I knew that and she still wanted to go. Oh. they I know they saw each other. Mm. And then all of a sudden, um, Michaela felt the need to when she know that my ex was looking at us to start dancing on me, you know what I'm saying? Like she's being a little catty, a little provocative. The thing with my ex, she's a little crazy. Then, then, so she she threw her drink on Michaela. Actually, she threw her drink on her. Wow. And then, yeah, she was throwing stuff at her, you know, limes and stuff. And, and, and she slapped me in the face.
3: <laughs> well, the wow. problem
5: with that, though, is like from Michaela's perspective, the last thing like a high value woman would want to be involved is, in is that situation. Like I would run if that ever happened. So I think that's yeah. it's because it is a reflection on you. That's the end of the day. Like it does reflect that this person was who you
6: were with. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, I don't condone that stuff. And, yeah. I, and, and that and when those things happen, like, so that was just crazy. It was a crazy <laughs> night and people saw me get slapped. <laughs> I was
4: observing your facial expressions through all three of the women that we listened to. And your facial expressions for this one, for Michaela, were very different. There was a level of sadness to this. And you even said in the beginning of this is that you really had feelings for her. You really liked her. What made this in her words situationship different than some of the others? Um, I just think that
6: we were more compatible. Like she's actually a really cool girl.
4: Okay, so we know that out of all the women we've spoke to, Michaela was the closest to the type of person you are most interested in. I know you mentioned this other friend and Michaela helped expand on this. Help us understand what happened with her.
6: So Michaela was actually going through a extremely tough time she lost a family member you know so um she was kind of dealing with that though really what happened was I just hadn't seen like Kayla for a while and so of course you know like I, we were not in a relationship so although I was kind of really I was kind of interested in her we did have a little of a friend group like her friend kind of likes me um so mm-hmm. you know we I was hanging out with her friend but actually we never did anything I think we might have kissed though, but mm. <laughs> That's I, that, doing something. <laughs> I don't remember. I don't remember actually, to be honest. <laughs> okay. I didn't sleep with her friend though.
4: Why do you feel like there's a difference between kissing and sleeping with someone?
6: Well, because actually if I wanted to, I could have slept with her friend, but I didn't want to out of respect to her. And I agree that we shouldn't have kissed. We shouldn't have been hanging out at all. I was just kind of trying to see where things go. I still think kissing her was wrong. And I'm not going to say that that was right. Okay. I don't, I think hanging out with her period was wrong. Mm-hmm. So I'm not blaming her, but I'm just saying that she maybe didn't realize that like, you know, there, we will go sometimes days without even talking to each other. In my perspective, she maybe doesn't, she's not as interested in me. Cause even when we did talk, mm-hmm. it was just very simple things like, how was your day or whatever. So yes, I didn't have the reassurance that she even wanted to continue talking with me. And she was in a whole other state. so
5: Mm -hmm. I mean, even when we talked to her, we definitely noticed a level of maturity that she had and honestly kind of like a no bullshit attitude for some of this stuff. So I think it's a good kind of segue into some of the overall themes that we heard and what can we do with this information now. All these women thought that you had a lot going on, that you were intelligent, that you were motivated. You were going places, people said. So that was very attractive to them.
6: It was nice to hear them say that. And there were some things that maybe I didn't even expect them to say. And when, and when they said, it, I was like, oh, wow, like I didn't even think they noticed those things. Some like how Michaela said how I was respectful and nice to people and things like that. I never really even know that she noticed that or that she even liked that about me. Because again, you know, sometimes people don't tell you these things.
4: Yeah. I mean, to be frank with you, when we were talking to all these women, we were so confused about whether you were a fuckboy or not. Because there's some (laughs) fuckboy tendencies, yet these women spoke so highly of you. No fuckboy has her shit together and (laughs) kind and respectful. So we were just so curious to meet you because we're trying to figure out where which side of the spectrum you (laughs) lean more towards. And I'll get into more of the fuckboy tendencies that I see.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Here comes the hard stuff. (laughs) That's fine. What we hear
4: is there's always people in rotation. You're never fully alone. There's always another woman or more women in the picture, whether that's someone seeing you out with somebody or you kiss somebody or your ex shows up and throws lines at you. There's always... (laughs) <laughs> other women around and whether you are fucking around or not it's the it's almost like you're giving off that perception yeah. that you are. How do you feel about that? Do you think you're you're giving off that perception?
6: Well, I can understand why they would think that. I I probably was because like I told you guys and I don't like to mislead people. I was dating other women at the same time. And I think I'm not the only one. You know, I think that I don't like it, but it's just the reality that we live in.
4: I mean, you can't, sure. I mean, we can all say we can fuck around all we want, but you don't have to, right? Mm -hmm. It's a choice. (laughs) So with someone like Michaela, when you felt pretty deeply for her and then going to this friend, what do you think was the motivation? I know you said you hadn't seen her in a month. She wasn't really responding back to you, but what was the motivation in getting someone else in your orbit?
6: Well, I have changed from that. Okay. My priorities are just not where they were before. I know that that doesn't really bring value to my life. Mm. And right now, I am trying to bring as much value to my life as possible.
5: I think that's fantastic. And it's definitely a shift we've even noticed from talking to you. You know, I think you've said it yourself, like, become the person you want to date. And that sounds like that is what you're doing. And, you know, I think we were questioning which direction was this going to go. I see you coming out of the fuckboy stage. Whether you were or were not, we could, you know, argue that it's all logistics, but <laughs> I do see you maturing into a not a fuckboy, which is really great. I think one of the things though I'm noticing that I think can help you in the future is communication. Like you had interpretations, they had interpretations. Communication is so at the core we are often afraid to say what's really going on for us. And this is just as much feedback for you as it is for all the three people we talk to. The more open you can be when things feel like they're on the rocks, instead of having to like prove or disprove if something happened, just having an open conversation of where you're at will help you get to that next level and also attract someone that is at that next level. I think Michaela was at that level and I think she was looking for that a little more. And maybe, you know, time has matured her also. But if you are looking for someone that is going to be a mature partner, being that yourself is the step forward.
6: Yeah, that's good advice. and, And I agree with what you're saying.
5: My only concern from what you said earlier is that everything needs to be perfect. And I think that's a little bit of a slippery slope because the reality is not you or whoever you're with is ever going to be perfect the more that you can find someone that will grow with you, like someone that is at the place you are today and you two can grow together, that may be a better approach because I think sometimes we can get into this cycle and it just never happens because once we hit a level of achievement, of course we want to get
6: more achievement and more achievement and you can see how that can be dangerous. I would look forward to having a partner that I can grow with. I'm a 100% okay with... My partner not being because I'm not where I want to be Mm -hmm. at the end of the day. And actually, the biggest issue I have, though, with all my exes is that I was trying to be that person. Like I was that nice guy. I've helped all my exes get a job, every single one of them. So it's like I keep going out of my way to build them up to the level I think they should be at. And that's where I'm making my mistake.
4: I don't think it's a mistake you're making, Angel. I think it's more that it's a conversation right? Like you could do all this for a partner and it's hard to not build up resentment if you don't receive that back. But you also, if you don't communicate it in the beginning, if you don't sip it down with someone and say, what do you see as an ideal partnership? I see us both pumping each other up, helping each other grow. That's what I see as a partnership. Then maybe it brings more accountability to your partner. Versus just sitting back and you doing all the things and not expecting or saying that your partner is reciprocating. Maybe it's just setting up the relationship for success next time.
6: Yeah, for sure. It's always good to set expectations.
5: We hear this all the time. It's like, I have my, my shit together. I'm professional. I'm accomplished. But a big part of it is how can you continue to grow with your relational skills, because when you do meet this person that has all their stuff together, they're going to need that. And I know one person called it controlling. I don't know if it's necessarily controlling, but being able to see that there's multiple perspectives could be one that you know, I think a lot of people struggle with because we're all so used to the way we do things. And, you know, it's human nature to think the way we do things are the right way. But within relationships, you're bringing two totally different people together. So the more you can work on those type of skills, the more set up for success you will be when someone has their shit together, but they're not perfect because none of us are perfect.
6: Yeah, I agree. And even in my last relationship, although I said those things, um, like for example, when we moved to this apartment, my ex, she did want things a certain way. And I kind of would kind of go against her sometimes when it'd be certain, when I want things a certain way. And, you know, like decorations or, you know, little Mm -hmm. silly things like that. (laughs) Where's the painting going to go on the wall? And I'm like, I want this wall. She wants on that wall. I could have let her get her way, you know, with stuff like that. That was wrong with me. Mm -hmm. That's the thing. Like I like to, look back because I do just want to improve. You know, I don't want to Mm -hmm. be stuck in my ways and, pushing people away, you know, cause that's, that's not, that's never good.
5: I mean, that's, that's the right mindset. And I would argue it's not even that you're doing anything wrong. It's just, you know, we're continuing to grow and evolve. And the example that you gave about hanging things, I can relate to that hard. Everyone goes through this type of stuff. Everyone. <laughs> it's just human nature, but I think these are the types of things to relate to others. The more we can get better in these areas, just like we would, you know, do, the steps to excel in our careers, the more we can excel in these types of relational skills. That's going to let the right partner with the right energy be attracted to us too, right?
4: Yeah. What are some things that you're currently working on as you're on this dating hiatus? Anything else that we haven't covered?
6: I guess I would like to know I mean, when you like someone how to kind of keep that person, but I don't know.
4: Go grab a sip of water. We'll be right back.
2: And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice too, because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource, and paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? I'll wait.
1: more info now.
6: I guess I would like to know. I mean, when you like someone, how to kind of keep that person? But I don't know. I was thinking maybe I'll hear some some feedback from them that would kind of give me that advice. But I guess I kind of did hear you know about it too. I guess it was the communication and stuff.
5: I think there's one other theme that I think directly relates to this is there's a very casual mentality and some of this might have been the nature of the people we talk to. But I'll use Michaela as an example because you actually did want more with her and you regretted that one. It felt, she mentioned you didn't go on any real dates. It was very casual, situation ship. situationship. I think the advice that I would have for you is if you feel like you are in the place of wanting a relationship and someone is the right fit, is to make it more formal, make it feel more official. That doesn't mean that you need to ask this person to be your girlfriend on day one, but even, you know, stepping up what a date could look like and making it a little less casual. But that was definitely one thing that stood out. We are not Michaela, so we don't know exactly what happened, but I could see the perspective of, you know, you're going through a really difficult time with your father being ill. Do I want to share that with a random situationship or do I want to share that with the guy that looks like he's going to become my
6: boyfriend? It's a very different conversation. Yeah, that, that that was so unfortunate what was going on with her. Um, I did try my. I was trying to be there for her, but there's only so much you can do, you know. So, you know, so I think if that didn't happen, I think maybe things could have gone a different way. But you know, I, I feel like things happen for for their own reason.
5: I mean, yes and no. I feel like there were blatant things that happened, right? Like the fact that she heard that you were talking to another girl that was friends with her. There could have been steps that if this was truly someone you wanted a relationship with, there could have been steps that were taken to ensure that you were seeing her and only her and not playing the field or not seeing all these people. And I don't know if you were having phone conversations or it was just through text, but there are ways to make things happen even when the situation isn't ideal. It really just depends how much are you gonna put into it and what expectations are you gonna set.
6: That's true. Yeah, I definitely didn't um, take her seriously. That was my mistake. Yeah.
5: Well You live and you learn, right? (laughs) Live and learn, yes. And you know, I'm really glad to hear that you're actually not dating other people right now because one of the things that did come up was, you know, the ex was always lingering around and it makes it really hard to attract someone that, you know, can have that relationship with you when the ex is in the picture. And again, you're not the first person we're talking to that has this situation. But time and time again, when there is someone, that third person lingering, it just makes it near impossible to have the relationship you want to.
4: Yeah. So before we wrap, Angel, are you actually a fuck boy or not? You know, <laughs> Not anymore.
5: <laughs> what is one thing that you would do differently on your next date from having this conversation and hearing everyone's feedback?
6: On my next date, what I would do differently would be just kind of establish a future I would like with that person yeah. and see what they would like as well. I think if, you know, had that been done properly, you know, the all the situations could have been different. I love that. But, you know, without that clear communication, You know sometimes things can get misinterpreted she doesn't have to be this cookie cutter girl nobody has to but at least um she can be a little better than what i've experienced so far
5: yeah i mean you're you're unique let her be unique as well
4: (laughs) thanks angel yeah
6: thank you guys for your time Uh, i never done something like appreciate
4: it this was fun yeah
5: we know that person is out there we see the growth so good (laughs) luck out there (laughs) thank you Holy drama. (laughs) Your love life does not need to be a reality TV show. It felt like we were witnessing one real time with that.
4: (laughs) Drama. I even felt myself getting entangled in the drama and asking if I wanted to know about the ex-girlfriend's clothes in his closet. And then I had to pull myself away and say, that's not the point of this conversation. We're not here for the drama. We're here to understand why Angel is the way he is. And now we get it. He has been hurt before. There is serious trauma from his past. You know, we see this in all aspects of modern
5: dating. People ghost because they've been ghosted. Yeah. People flake on dates because they've been flaked on. But that is actually the worst way of approaching dating is to come from this place like I need to do as others have done to me. And this is exactly what Angel is doing is that he's holding this feeling of being cheated on so much that he may not be full-on cheating on these people, but these little micro expressions of cheating, even just contacting friends of the girls, like all of this is playing into that narrative. And it's almost, again, a self-protection mechanism. I'm going to do it first so I don't get hurt again. Mm. And, you know, we can blame the people we pick And I do see Angel coming out of this and becoming this person he wants to date. I hope he doesn't get like too in his head of I need to be perfect before I can date. I know he said that he doesn't feel that way, but some of the stuff he was saying of I need to be famous, I need to be rich, all this stuff made me a little concerned about it. So hopefully he can hear it out that he can still pick better, but he needs to be that person, not just in those ways, but in the communication. Like that was a big theme that we hit on is how does he become this person that he can't have a relationship with?
4: We hope that there's a little bit more humility mm-hmm. in his next relationship where both people can recognize there's a lot more that can be improved upon. It's an evolution. Change doesn't happen overnight. But
5: it did show me that fuckboys, even reformed ones they do have
4: feelings. Oh, they sure do. So,
5: I'm not saying that we should excuse bad behavior. I would be pretty upset if some of the stuff happened to me that these girls went through on this episode, but a lot of it came from his own insecurities. It all stemmed from that.
4: Yeah, there is a human on the other side of all of this, and they do they do all have feelings even the F boys. <laughs> I have confidence he's
5: going to make it. He's going to make it to the other side, but we'll have to, you know, see. We'll have to Mm -hmm. catch up with him in a bit. Mm -hmm. This exit interview might be finished, but we actually have a really good one in store next week. When Pylan wrote in, we knew she would just be perfect for this. We're like, we need to do an exit interview because we know a lot of people are getting caught up in timelines in the goal setting. Like, how do we move from how a relationship should go to letting it just happen a bit more organically? Mm -hmm. So if you're relating to this, this is probably the episode for you. You gotta tune in.
4: Make sure to subscribe to Exit Interview to be the first to listen. And while you're at it, give us a rating and review. Follow us on Instagram
5: at Exit Interview Show, Twitter at X Interview Show. And
4: we will see you all next week. Bye. This episode was coordinated by Katya Kupelian, creative produced by Samantha Martin, and edited by Jen Jacobs. We are produced by Abigail Steckler at Little Scorpion Studios with executive producers Shu, Julie Krafczyk, and Frolic Media. This is an iHeartRadio podcast.
5: Here we go, don't linger up. I don't want to stay here no more. Just take
8: a look around. Us. It's time to. Move
9: any disease
4: It's 2024.